You want to get started in uh, with with the instruments. There is there is a bunch of us. We were in middle school, and you know we heard um, one of our friend's brother's band playing in the basement. They were you know a few years older than us, and like, wow, that's that's really cool that they're doing that. I mean, they sound just like ACDC. So you know we wanted to start doing something like that. So it was just you know you raise your hand and you say what instrument you want to play, and that's the one you're gonna that's the one you're gonna learn. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you know, at the very end, the drums were left, and that's what I got stuck with. So, um, you know, I actually started my first drum set was made out of uh, magazines and shoe boxes. And I think it was, you know, 11 years old or 12 years old, whatever it was. And, and I used to draw circles on them, and you know, had some drumsticks, and I used to play them just like that. And, uh, and you know, one time I was 12 or 13, my mom bought me a uh, drum set out of the J.C. Penney catalog, the Galaxy 2000 plastic drum set. Um, it was it was fun times, but uh, you know I had that for a year before I really outgrew that, and mm -hmm. and I believe it was uh, eighth grade or maybe freshman year I got a real drum set. Oh, and that's when I always had a desire to play the guitar, and it was like overwhelmingly strong. Um, my parents not really having a lot of money, I kind of just always dreamed about it. And uh, when I say parents, I met my mom and my stepdad. My parents were divorced when I was young, and. Um, when I would visit my real dad, um, like every other weekend, um, he had uh, gotten remarried and his stepson uh, had this Mickey Mouse guitar. And I remember just just going over there and being fascinated by this thing. I would pick it up and, and sit on the couch and just, uh, I would say, Dad, listen to this. And, and I wouldn't even know how to hold a chord, I would just strum it. But in, in my head, I was hearing stuff and it was uh, this overwhelming passion to play. The persona that I was trying to emulate was the the drummer for Quiet Riot, uh, Frankie Benali. He was just mm -hmm. he was one of my big idols then, just because of his his flair and the style that he played, just real power style and you know twirling his sticks and just being you know real show off. Uh, you know he was one of my also like Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. He was another one of my idols then. Um, you know as I grow up now, probably not so much of a good idol. But uh, you know, those were my those are the two guys that I really um, that I really wanted to portray on stage. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, I remember seeing uh, you know back when we were uh, kids at this at this time, um, uh, MTV had come out not too long before that, um, and I remember seeing Rush on on a, on a video and seeing the guitar player Alex Lifeson playing this Red Strat. Thus, the reason I bought a Stratocaster, and uh, I remember seeing that and just. Uh, whenever that video would come on, it would it'd be like you could, you could be right next to me talking to me, and I'm not even hearing you. I'm just watching this video, and I just wanted to. I just loved Rush back then, and then uh, you know, as we got a couple of years later, the bands like Doc and then some different kind of players came out that were more uh, um, the faster players. You know, and I started getting into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm a follower. Absolutely. It's okay to be a fan and a follower. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Jesus, but uh, but if you're not following, there's no substance there. There's just mm -hmm. a uh, uh, it's just basically a storyline that you're following, and it's uh, um, it's you, you can tell the fake from the real. And, and following Christ is it takes it takes uh, actual effort because mm -hmm. uh, the Bible talks about um, uh, if you seek me, you'll find me. It doesn't necessarily that he's just going to uh, he's just going to make you do it. 
I mean, he is a very gentle, yet powerful God. And uh, he gives you the choice. But the thing is, I mean, even me and my fiance, I mean, the days go so much better when we have the scripture open. We start out the day um, mm -hmm. reading mm -hmm. and, and, and praying and getting that focus uh, where it's supposed to be. And it's all a condition of the heart. I mean, God knows if you're real. That's why even when we're praying at church, I'll, you know, I'll say, make sure it's from the heart when, when you're praying. Or I tell my kids, uh, when you're praying, don't just pray a prayer over the meal. Let it always be from the heart. Because, don't just say the words. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. to it to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so following Christ is a, uh, there's a lot of power in it. And, um, but it takes a lot of effort. That's really a, a, a real tough one to answer. Um, because you, you try your hardest to be a follower, to follow in the footsteps mm -hmm. of Christ, but there's times when you get these obstacles coming your way, you know, whether at work or at home or, uh, you know, just these other things that distract you. And at times you can become a fan where it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not a deep feeling, it's more of a superficial mm -hmm. feeling that you mm -hmm. have uh, when you're a fan. But when you're a follower, I think you, you practice it, you, you live it. Um, and, it, and it shows in your actions and your relations and the way you communicate with people and your body language. Um, I, I think there's just, there's a lot to being a follower of Christ versus, versus a fan.